The following program is provided by Renew Your Mind Ministries. Welcome to Renewing Your Mind with the Word of God radio program, an in-depth study of the Word of God. The program name is from Romans 12.2, which says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Of in their native tongue of in, in countries where the Bible is scarce or rare. That's what they do. And that's what we want to help them to do. They are a 501c3 nonprofit. And I have put a link to their website where you can or join us by contributing to their cause, which is our cause, which is to get the word of God into every individual hands across this world. And so again, the name of the organization is called Bibles for the World. And if you go on our website of renewyourmindministries.org, that's renewyourmindministries.org, you will find a link and more information about this organization called Bibles for the World. And you will see a link to go to their page directly to donate. And I would encourage you to donate so we can help them continue their efforts to get the word of God, which we all need, into the hands of everyone across this world, particularly in areas where the Bible is not readily available to these individuals. Amen. And I also encourage you to give to this ministry, be obedient to what God may have you to do. Further, I want to uh, announce that we'll be rolling out the new podcast on a study on a verse by verse, chapter by chapter study of the book of Revelation. As I mentioned in the last show, God has put on my heart and in my spirit to do a Bible study of the book of Revelation. So I've been studying the book, I've been praying on it, and I've been getting things in order in order to bring that podcast where we will do a verse by verse, chapter by chapter study of the book of Revelation. And that revelation which is the revelation of the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, back to the earth. And that's why when the word of God says in Revelation 1, 3, blessed are those who read the words in this book, the book of Revelation. Blessed are those who hear the word because it's talking about the, the coming. God is revealing to us the circumstances and how our Lord and Savior would eventually come back to this earth. And so that is something we should embrace. That is something we should be happy and want to study and not run away from and think it's too complicated. God would not have said it was you would be blessed to read and hear the words in the book of Revelation if he would not have unveiled the revelation to us. And so throughout the many, many centuries, he has done that through many individuals where we can read this book and understand it and embrace what is what is showing us, which is the return of our Lord in Jesus Christ. 
we ought to shout hallelujah for that. And so we should not run from the book. Matter of fact, we're not going to run from the book. We're going to open the book. We're going to study the book and we're going to learn what our Lord and Savior, what is going to be going on and how he's going to come back and establish his kingdom on this earth and how that's what that's going to look like and what it's going to look like after that. And so that will be a separate podcast that would only be available on my website or through any of the podcast services such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Pandora, you name it, it will be there along with this current show of renewing your mind with the word of God. So there'll be two podcasts going on at the same time. The current podcast, which is or show, which is renewing your mind with the word of God, which is a Bible study, verse by verse, chapter by chapter Bible study of the New Testament. And right now we're in the book of John and that will continue. And that particular show will continue if the Lord says the same to be broadcast over the radio waves on 90.1 WMPR from 930 a.m. to 10 a.m. That will continue. However, at the same time, there will be a separate show or podcast where we do a verse by verse chapter by chapter study of the book of Revelation. And while at this time that will not be on the radio on 90.1 WMPR, that will be available on our website of renewingyourminds.org, where you can hear any of the prior episodes from John 1 all the way up to John 3 and moving forward. And you can hear both. You will be able to hear both shows on any podcasting service again such as spotify google Podcasts, pandora iheart anywhere where they broadcast podcasts you will be able to hear both shows and matter of fact the current show and the future show you can also hear on alexa to my surprise i ask our alexa to play renewing your mind with the word of god and she played it. So if you have Alexa, you can say play, renew your mind with the Word of God Bible study podcast and she will play it. So I don't know how that works, but you can hear the current show of renewing your mind with the Word of God, which we are in the book of John. And we're going to complete the book of John this past weekend. My mother asked, are you going to do the whole book of John? Like, yes, if the God's lift the Lord say the same, the intent is that this is a Bible study. We're going to do the entire book. We're going to do the entire book of John. We're going to do the entire book of Acts. We're going to go into the entire book of Romans, which is one of my favorite books and so forth and so on. But at the same time, we will have a separate show that deals strictly with the book of Revelation called God's Revelation, the verse by verse, chapter by chapter study of the book of Revelation out of the New Testament. So that's coming forward any week now. And when it starts, I will let you know. But going back to this program, we are the name of this program is Renewing Your Mind with the Word of God, which is a verse by verse, chapter by chapter Bible study. And we're currently studying the book of John. We are in chapter three. I think we left off on verse 22. So we're going to pick up in verse 23 and go as 
I'm going to read the whole thing, which is the end of this chapter, which is verse 36. I don't know if we're going to get to verse 36 as far as breaking it down, but we're going to try. And if the Lord says the same, we'll pick up on next week where we left off. Now, although we left off in verse 23, I'm going to go back and read verse 22 to put it in context. And where we are in verse 23 is where Jesus has finished his conversation with Nicodemus, the member of the Sanhedrin, who was one of the rulers of the Jews. He was a teacher of the Jews. He just told Nicodemus about in order for us to be saved or to enter the kingdom of God, that we must be born again. Then we talked about in verse John chapter 3, verses 18 through 22, we talked about those who believe in Jesus Christ would be saved and those who have not are already condemned. And I explained about how that is because from the very beginning, once Adam sinned, that sin nature flowed to everyone who descended from Adam, which is and Eve, which is all of us. And so we talked about that on last week. We talked about why many people reject Jesus, because the Bible said Jesus is the light and the light has come into the world. But in our fallen nature, before we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we prefer to stay in our sin nature because we're in control and we don't want Jesus to be our Lord and our Savior. And therefore, some of us stay in darkness or reject Jesus because we're not ready to come out of darkness into the light, meaning we're not ready to accept Jesus Christ the perfect sacrifice as our Lord and Savior for our sins. So that's what we talked about last week. And so we're going to pick up in John chapter three, verse 22, and we're going to read through verse 36. And then we're going to pick up for us explaining it at verse 23. So let's read. If you would get your Bibles out or go to your Bible app and I'll be reading from the NIV version chapter John chapter three verse 22, and we're going to read to the end of the chapter, which is verse 36, and see how far we get as far as breaking it down. Verse 22, after this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean countryside where he spent some time with them and baptized. Verse 23, now John also was baptizing at Enon near Salim because there was plenty of water and people were coming and being baptized. This was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. Verse 26. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, the man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he's baptizing. And everyone is going to him. Verse 27. To this, John replied, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. Verse 28. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I am sent ahead of him. Verse 29. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom's waits and listens for him. And is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine, and it is now complete. Verse 30. He must become greater. I must become less. Verse 31. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. 32. Verse 32. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Verse 33, whoever 
has accepted it, has certified that God is truthful. Verse 34, for the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the spirit without limit. Verse 35, the father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. Verse 36, whoever believes in the son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to worship you and praise you as God. You are God and God alone. We love you. We thank you for this time and this opportunity to read and study your word. And we ask in your son, holy name, that you would open our ears, our hearts and our minds to better understand and receive your word and to know you better and to know your son better, O Lord, that we can renew our mind unto things of you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and give thanks. Amen and amen. All right. So let's look back. Let's go back and break it down. We're going to look at John, the book of John, John 3, verse 23, out of the New Testament, which says, verse 23. Now, John also was baptizing at Enon near Salim because there was plenty of water and people were coming and being baptized. So we see here for a while that both Jesus and John the Baptist preached in the region, in this region around Jerusalem. This explained why the local religious leaders were concerned. And again, John, the author of the book, is different from John the Baptist. John, the writer of this book, is talking about another John named John the Baptist, who we talked about, who God had called from birth to be a, a forerunner before Jesus to tell the Jewish people that the Messiah was coming and that when he came, that he was on the scene. So he was preparing the way for Jesus. And so now we have Jesus has come on the scene and both Jesus and John the Baptist are both in the same area around Jerusalem, baptizing people. And so the local leaders, the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, the Sadducees, seeing the power of the message of these two men and see people coming and getting baptized, they were starting to get nervous because they could see what was going on. They could see the impact that this was having, that this wasn't some two crazy men that um, I'm sure they've seen throughout the history, history of, of the Jews or Israel where people have come to claim to be Messiah and nothing. There was no power behind it. So if it fizzled out, but they're seeing the power of God move. They're seeing their fellow Jews being repenting and baptized, being baptized, which we explained in a previous verse, which was uncommon for the culture of the Jews, because at that time before John, before John the Baptist and Jesus came on the scene was baptizing, baptism was usually reserved for Gentiles, that's what non-Jews, as they converted to Judaism, that was a part of their ritual to be baptized as a cleansing ceremony. So this was not something typically a Jewish person would do. And so where they see them doing this and the multitude of people that was doing this, they knew it was the, the movement was happening. Something was here and they were nervous, as we will eventually see. So that's what we're seeing here. And we know that the movement was getting bigger because if you look at look back in verse 20, 23, it says, John. Now, John also was baptizing at Enon because there was plenty of water. People were coming and being baptized. So this, the multitudes were so much that they needed. They had to move to a place where they could have more water to do the baptism. He wouldn't just, these are not empty words when he said, because there was plenty of water, they needed plenty of water because so many people were coming. They were repenting and being baptized. So we know that it was being effective because again, this was something Jews did not do. And because ultimately we're going to see what they're going to try to do as we're going to see in this 
later in some few verses that the local leaders are going to try to come to John the Baptist and appeal to his ego and start talking about where Jesus is doing more baptism and more people are following Jesus than you. But I'm getting ahead of myself. But that's where this is going because they saw a real threat here as they should have because they're going to eventually, they didn't know who they was dealing with. They was dealing with God. They was dealing with Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And so nothing they could have done was going to stop it. But they were realizing that something was different with John the Baptist and Jesus here on the scene. Now let's move on to verse 24. John chapter 3, verse 24 out of NIV. This was before John was put in prison. And this is John, the author of this book, was talking about John the Baptist before he was put in prison. Here, John, the author of this book, assumes that the readers of that the readers of this letter, the book of John, had already read the letters from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Because again, we talked about it in the in another show, we call them books, but these were actually letters that the various authors, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, sent to the local churches that had been established spreading the word of Jesus Christ. And so eventually we start calling them books, but they are, they were letters. And so verse 24 here, when it says, this was John, this was before John the Baptist was put in prison. What John is trying to put them in context because he assumed from math, from the letters or books from Matthew, Mark, and Luke that they already have they already knew that John the Baptist was ultimately arrested and ex executed. So he's trying to put the context of these things I'm telling you now that telling you about now they happened before he was put in prison. So that's why he made that statement before he put in prison because he assumed because his, his letter will come later that the local churches had already read the account of John the Baptist being arrested and put in prison from the letters, what we would call book from Matthew, Mark and Luke. Moving on to verse 25, which says an argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. And they don't go into more details about what that the heart of the contention was. But what's going on here, we're going to see that the leaders are trying to spread discourse among John the Baptist disciples and eventually Jesus and his followers. So this is setting that up. Moving on to verse 26. John chapter 3, verse 26 out of the New Testament, and I'm reading from the NIV version. So your version may be a little different, or the wording that you see may be a little different from what I'm reading. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he's baptizing and everyone is going to him. You see, and we see a change here because remember when we first talked about John the Baptist, the leaders, the the Pharisees and the Sadducees, what we've talked about and what they represent. At first, they were questioning John the Baptist, like, who are you? Now that you, you see when they're trying to sneak in and divide and conquer and try to appeal to him, they, 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 they change their tone. Not that they really want to show respect, but they're showing respect here because they're trying to be sneaky, saying rabbi. But when they first encountered John the Baptist, they didn't call him rabbi. Remember in our last show or one of the shows we talked about? You know, who are you? Where you come from? Why are you doing these things? But now they're calling him rabbi, which back then is a sign of respect. But moving on, they there's you seeing they're talking about the tent of this in verse 26 of they saying the one you told about everyone is going to him. What they're trying to do is start a rivalry between John the Baptist and the few followers he have left or the followers he have left with the follower of Jesus. This is a common strategy that's used by the, the devil. One, divide and conquer, and also to appeal to John the Baptist, trying to appeal to his ego of him seeking his own glory of, hey, the, 
you know, you've been around doing this and the guy that, that came out to you, he, he got more people than you or your church been around longer. And this newcomer church coming up and they got more people than you. What, what you going to do about that? What you say about that? Because what they were trying to do, they didn't care about why the people were going to either John the Baptist or Jesus. What they're trying to do is sow discourse or rivalry between the two, divide and conquer. But John is not going to fall for that because he knows why God called him in the first place. And we're going to see John reply to that in verse 27. It says, to this John replied, meaning John the Baptist, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. In verse 26, John the Baptist is confronted with the fact that Jesus is attracting many followers. Or that people were leaving John the Baptist to follow Jesus. Rather than becoming jealous, petty, angry, John the Baptist has the perfect response. John the Baptist knew he was called so people would follow Jesus. Seeing that happen meant what he was doing was a success. John the Baptist recognized no matter what success we have, whether it's John the Baptist, me, you, whatever success we have, we owe it to God. The word of God says all things, good things come from above, come from God. So we shouldn't be angry or frustrated when we see others who seem to be successful. Because God is ultimately in control and that success come from God. And so he realized that success, what they didn't see success, but what he saw was success because he was ultimately pointing people towards Jesus and to see the report and to hear the report that they were doing it. He was like, yes, amen. Hallelujah. It was a success, which he knew it was going to be in the first place because God had called him to do it. And he did not call him to fail. He called him to be a success. Just like when he called us to do anything, he's going to bless us with success because that's his point. That's his purpose. If he called you to do something, you are going to be a success at it. Now, moving on to verse 28. And I think this is probably going to be the last verse that we're going to better cover in the time we have left. Verse 28. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I am sent ahead of him. In verse 28, John the Baptist reminds everyone that Jesus gaining more followers than him isn't a problem because he had made very clear that he was not the promised one. He was not the Messiah. Look in John 1, going back to John 1, 20. He was simply preaching in order to prepare a path for the Messiah, Jesus. Look, go back and look at John 1, 23. In fact, John the Baptist went out of his way to say that he was not the one, but there would be one coming that was better and more worthy than he was. John 1, 27. Remember, he said he wasn't even worthy to tie his sandals. So he's saying, hey, guys, y'all come to me saying he has more followers than me. I told you in the first place that was going to happen because that's what I was I, I was called to do to let you all know he was coming and coming on the scene. And then when he came on the scene, hey, follow him. Matter of fact, he gave him his first two disciples. He told him that is the Messiah. Go follow him because that was his purpose. All right. Move on to John 3. 29 verse 29 the bride belongs to the bridegroom the friend who attends the bridegrooms waits and listen for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice that joy is mine and it is now complete john the baptist was clear from the very beginning that his ministry was all about leading people to jesus so when people tell him that jesus is attracting more attention he is not concerned. In fact, he's full of joy that it is happening 
because he has done what God has called him to do. And he goes into comparing the situation to a wedding. The best man at the wedding is not to be the center of attention. He's liking himself to being the best man at the wedding. Jesus is the, the bridegroom. He should have all the tension. He is there to wait for him and to listen, to support him. So the bridegroom is there for the spouse, there for the spouse. He's the one that should be the center of attention. His role is to help the groom. The groom, and when the groom has his bride, the best man is joyful. He's not jealous or angry because that outcome is exactly what he wanted in the first place. So he's saying that I'm. it's just like a wedding, which everybody can relate to. Nobody goes to the wedding for the best man. They goes there for the, the bride and the, the groom. And so he's saying Jesus is the groom. They came here for him. I came here for him. Ultimately, all of us should be coming to him. And so as the best man, my job is just to help him. And that's what he had been doing, laying the foundation to tell the world, to tell the Jews that the Messiah that God had always has predicted in, in the Old Testament for centuries that was going to come on the scene and ultimately pay the sacrifice for all of our sins is coming. And now he's here. That's the farthest we're going to better go in this program. If the Lord says the same, we're going to pick up in John chapter three, verse 30. I encourage you to read the word as I always do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We love you. We praise you for being God and nobody else. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for this program. We thank you for every listener. We thank you that your word will not return to you void, that it will go to everyone that you have intended for it to hear so they may come to salvation, so they may know you as you've shown yourself to be. We thank you for it. We thank you for you. We thank you for Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. We pray that this Bible study has blessed you. If you have a prayer request, you can email it to us at renewyourmind, the letter M, at gmail.com. Remember, you can hear current and past programs at any time on our website at www.rymm.cc. We encourage you to tell others about the program and share our website of www.rymm.cc. Dot cc. Jesus says in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. By telling others about the program, you are doing your part to spread the gospel into all the world about our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Until next time, this has been Renewing Your Mind with the Word of God.